the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Um... Interesting times. We are at a melt up period of the market as we're finding reasons to continue to push the bullishness. Some of this will be pushing it forward or pulling it forward, and we'll have to pay for we did a little bit too much too fast too soon later. Nothing terrible. Just feeling that. Uh, today, we have the S&P, the Dow, and the NASDAQ, as well as the Russell, all moving higher, with the Russell being the broader part of the breath, telling you that this is a um, people are probably liquidating some of their cash and going into stocks. It's kind of um, chasing performance, fear of missing out, FOMO, and a couple other thoughts out there. Apple races to tweak software ahead of a looming U.S. watch ban. Firm is surging after a Walmart partnership expands. That bothers me. 62% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck as holiday spending and credit card debt rise. And Walmart is enabling people to buy stuff now that they can't really afford. I don't like that. With the buy now, pay later angle. Some other top stories of the day. Uh, I'm going to get some good ones. So I just saw some of my notes for the day. Apple halting certain Apple watch sales as they infringed on a patent dispute with medical technology company Massimo, which was one of the creepier afternoon interviews yesterday. CEO came on CNBC and he had two watches on, which is always a weird thing. On my left hand and my right hand and my left hand and my right hand. Um, Social Security is giving retirees a raise of 3.2% in 2024. Um, that's not enough. If you take the <clears throat> minimum payment, if you collect early, you're probably looking at $1,907 a month. If you wait till you're 70, you're looking at 3822 a month. Um, stocks have hit rally mode with last week's indication of three likely interest rate cuts from the Federal Reserve in 2024. Signs of cooling inflation and pullback in treasury yields have also helped risk assets. The S&P 500 has a higher likelihood of rallying more uh, than retreating if it reaches an all-time high, which it's getting very, very close to. EV fraudster founder for Nikolai was sentenced, his name's Trevor Milton, was sentenced four years for fraud. He basically wanted to be an Elon Musk without a vehicle that could do anything. Milton was convicted in October 2022 of wire fraud and securities fraud. In the United States, the number of accredited investors, i.e. millionaires, swelled to 24 million in 2022. That's 8 million more than in 2019, and the number is growing. Congratulations. Join me, my brothers, and the 23.999 million others. 
more Americans than ever own stocks. Oftentimes it's made out in media to be a private club for the rich. But in 2022, 58% of Americans held stocks. It's the highest mark ever. Holiday spending is to be up big this year. It looks like it's going to be green and blue Christmas. Intended holiday spending per person jumped 31% to 1300 this year. 66% of Americans are negative about the current state of the economy and the outlook. Amongst those spending, 32% say that it's because they're being paid more or have higher incomes. Meanwhile, amongst those spending less this year, 37% say it's because of inflation. So 66% of Americans are negative about the current state of the economy, and yet we're spending $1,300. And it's a jump. 31% of us. Some of us are saying that we're being paid more, 32%. You're supposed to spend about 1.5% of your income on holiday gifts. 37% are blaming inflation for the higher spend. 38% expect to spend between $500 and $1,000 on holiday gifts. That's a lot. One of my holiday gift saving ideas is come up with a list of 10 people and then just choose the top three. Unfortunately for me, my spouse was number four, so she gets nothing this year. Nothing! Another 24% are prepared to splurge with more than $1,000 budgeted. Very few. 3% of Americans are opting out of gift giving this year. 62% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. That's why I really wanted to go with this. In large part, because I honestly, I'm going to lunch with uh, my marketing director at EP Wealth, and I'm so excited. Um, him and his, um, I want to say partner in crime, but his like, right-hand man, or right-hand woman in this case, um, are taking me to lunch and... I'm just excited to go to a new restaurant and to talk to new people that I haven't talked to in a while. And I'm not a big gift person. It's tough to um, get me bowled over with gifts. You know what my favorite gift of all time was? Um, Juliet got me when I was in my early 20s, the soundtrack to the Muppet movie. Um, it was on CD and it was tough to find on CD because we used to have records and cassettes and then when CDs came out, they had to go back and say, what old albums do we want to reissue as a CD? And she found the Muppet movie. And that was my favorite movie as a kid because it was about a frog who had a dream of going to the West Coast. And he brought along a lot of his friends. And guess who came to the West Coast and brought along some of his friends? Me. Me, 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 me. Um, and I, I still remember very emotionally, you know, um, I wasn't a Rainbow Connection kind of guy. Don't get me wrong. Um, Steve Martin was hilarious in the film, but, um, it ends with life's like a movie and has all the Muppets scene starting with Carmen and, and they're in Hollywood and they're, they just got a TV deal and it goes life's like a movie, retro and ending, keep pretending, keep believing we've done just what we've set out to do. And that always hit me as a kid. Like I want to move to the West coast. So happy I did. Um, VR market continues to shrink as Meta's metaverse loses billions. Meta is spending billions of dollars a quarter to fulfill CEO Mark Zuckerberg's dream of a futuristic virtual world that he calls the metaverse. The virtual reality market is contracting, though, for two years in a row. Sales of VR headsets and augmented reality glasses plummeted nearly 40 percent to 664 million in 2023. That's through November 25. Now, 
I did pick up a Quest 3. My kids were nagging me and bothering me about it. And it is a really cool piece of technology. But here comes Apple with its Vision Pro Mixed Reality headset starting at $3,500 versus Meta's $500. The question is, when developers start developing for the Vision Pro, will they stop developing for the Quest 3? Because it's that much better. Will Meta and Mark Zuckerberg just give up? Wouldn't it be the first time or the worst time to say we've been losing billions of dollars? Maybe we should keep that in Instagram and um, Facebook and any other projects that we think have the potential to be profitable and competitive. Is Facebook a hardware company? Got a big pints and portfolio coming up in mid-January. You can sign up for it. It's in the South Bay at Rob Black Show. You can always find me online at YouTube at Rob Black Show. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. On the radio version of this broadcast, you can hear Imagine Dragons. They have an amazing story. They're one of the top maybe five rock bands in the world right now. Maybe ten. I don't know. I don't track these kind of things. But... Originally, when they were just about to break out, I got to see them at a club. Um, and that's when they had a female member and a drummer who are not uh, there right now. The story has two twists. So the female and the drummer basically fell in love and wanted to start their own band. Literally two or three months before they had a number one hit song in America. So they left the band, tried to come back, and the band said no. So that tells you something about timing in life, right? But the more interesting was, like I said, told you, I saw them in San Francisco at a small club. And I offered Dan Reynolds, um, singer of Mad Dragons, I said, I'll give you $10,000 right now. Can I get backstage tickets for any show that I want for life? Can I get a gold ticket? Can I get the Wonka ticket to the band? And he laughed at me and said, not a chance. Oh, I was ready to write a $10,000 check because that one was a no-brainer. Um, and I got laughed at, which is okay. Think you're seeing Travis Kelsey too much these days? You are. Do you know how many commercials he's been in on the NFL games this season through December 11th? The number of airings featuring each celebrity during live national TV games excluding voiceovers, ads of the NFL, streaming services, movie studios, and TV networks. Kelsey's been on 375 commercials. Holy mackerel. Number two on the list, Patrick Mahomes, his teammate and closest rival in ad count. Jake from State Farm has come in at 247. That's just nuts. So um, Holmes, I should have done the math, 323 or 333. That's a lot of exposure. Um, the number of accredited investors in the United States swelled to 24 million in 2022. That's up 8 million since 2019. That's part of inflation in the stock market. That's where inflation can be a good thing. Inflation can be a bad thing in food costs. Inflation can be a bad thing in rental costs, unless you're the landlord. Inflation would be a bad thing in home costs unless you're the home builder or the home owner. Do you see how it works? There's two sides to that story. 
Um, a few tax moves to make before the end of the year. Take your required minimum distribution. I was surprised to learn that 20% of Americans don't take the required minimum distribution correctly. And they get taxed on it. Um, you get penalties. There's some problems there. So if you have an inherited IRA, you should really do a little extra work to know what the heck it is. Because you may need to take some money out of it. You still have time to maximize your retirement contributions for the year. For 2023, the maximum contribution amounts for 401k are $22,500 or $30,000 if you're 50 or older. That's interesting to note, right? If you have access to a Roth 401k, you can make after-tax contributions up to $22,500 or $30,000 if you're 50 or older. If you have a flexible spending account for healthcare expenses, you may have to use these funds by December 31. There is sometimes a carryover amount or grace period for your account. I never use the $3,000 that I'm allotted. Uh, I just don't have like a lot of the things on FSAs um, or like compression socks. And I'm like, I don't really need compression socks. Um, I'm doing some homework on healthcare companies, healthcare startups that might come public or healthcare startups that have a lot of venture capital that might come public in 2024. It's kind of a fun thing to do to see what technologies are brewing in healthcare. There's one called ATN, A-E-T-I-O-N, Asian. It provides pharmaceutical companies, payers, and regulators with real-world evidence they can use to inform decisions. Not exactly a breakthrough, huh? Just trying to keep expensive drugs on the low. There's another company called Artisite that uses computer vision to virtually monitor and collect data from hospital operations, freeing up nurses' times. That's kind of cool. You have a high-risk patient who's fallen out of bed. The system would alert the staff to intervene. How do you feel about cameras watching you while you're in the hospital, though? If you start coughing heavily and you're having a seizure, it alerts the nurses for you. Not exactly a new technology, huh? Just a new use of an old technology. There's one company called Brightline, which provides behavioral health care, such as virtual coaching and therapy for kids up to 18 years old in all 50 states, helping with ADHD, anxiety, body image concerns, and more. Um, I have a child who's incredibly shy. It's not actually that. I was incredibly shy. It wasn't actually that. I have a son who's got uh, basically spatial dyslexia, which is kind of a visual dyslexia versus the spelling dyslexia. You kind of learn how to get through it, but it's awkward sometimes navigating life. Um, I was incredibly shy. Tough to believe, right? And I think I gave it to my kid. Uh, there's a company called Caraway that I've done a little work on. Company uh, is a startup that provides telehealth services for mental, physical, and reproductive health tailored to Generation Z patients. Launched in 2022 for college-age women and people assigned female at birth, now offers virtual care for in all in for all in state, ten states. It's got a mission to provide education, navigation, and access needed to help those entering early adulthood thrive. A company called CareBridge I was looking at. 
They work with Medicaid plans to coordinate in-home care for low-income patients with physical, intellectual, and developmental disabilities. Patients and their caregivers have around-the-clock access to video visits with CareBridge's clinical team of doctors, nurses, and pharmacists. Did you know that during the pandemic, our government basically made it easier to get online prescriptions? So if you need an online prescription for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, there's a lot of companies doing online prescriptions, even for antidepressants. I was surprised to see that. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I get so many pitches from PR companies asking me to push stories. It's just not my thing. Um, I tried to protect you from things that you don't need to know. I just did a couple stories on healthcare startups, and I'm really excited. Um, we have a lot of young people coming out of graduate school who have business ideas that some of them are going to work, some of them are not. Some of them will be melted into current business plans. Getting better abilities to diagnose our children with ADHD or autism, Asperger's. Um, I mentioned last segment, I have a type of dyslexia where I don't visually see things quite correctly all the time. And what that implies is I'm not very good at foreign languages, which is weird on testing. But if you put me in France, I can speak fluent French. But if you put me on a French test, I have a problem recalling what like a car looks like and then trying to come up with the French word for car. I'm struggling right now. Is it l'automobile? Um, <clears throat> I might see in my head a car with three wheels instead of two. And I'm like, oh, it's a car. And then you can't come up, recall the word correctly. So it's not disabilitating or debilitating. It is a type of disability. Basically, I got to graduate college without taking a foreign language. Big whoop, right? Um, I just throw that down there for you as I'm trying my best to show you things that I like and don't like. I think we're going to have a good year on the market. Stock market is poised for a good 2024 due to the Fed saying three interest rate cuts. The market saying somewhere between five and six. Who's right? When I say the market, I'm saying the bond market is saying that. And the bond market is made up of money. And people are flowing money in saying, I bet this way. Now, which is more right? The, the, the 10 to 20 humans at the Federal Reserve making the final decisions or money? I tend to think it's money more often than not. But mm, there's no right answer. So it's worthy of note. I think the interest rate cuts Inflation's probably going to stick around 3%, but could go to 2% as rents come down. We already know used cars are coming down in prices 20 to 30%. The time to sell your used cars now. So that trend is, is, is developing steam there. Other areas aren't going up as much as they were. So we're kind of in the area where we want to be with a little bit more help in the next couple months from rents, and we will be where we want to be. Um, I feel okay about the markets for 2024 on those reasons. Now, here's some wild cards. Um, there's people in the Middle East that want to sink oil tankers in the name of helping Iran. Is it the Houthis? 
I don't know what's going to happen there. I know the military looks like the United States military is going to send some more boats to try to keep uh, everything moving along safely. But will there be an escalation? Probably not. We don't want that. But could it happen? Could happen. There's some economists and strategists last year who did incredibly well. Keep in mind, this is a year in 2023 where we had regional banks fail and we still had the NASDAQ go up almost 40%, the S&P 500, 20%. The S&P 500 has rallied an impressive 23% this year, beating almost all forecasts following a 20% route in 2022. The Dow hit a record high. Home prices remained resilient. A lot of us thought home prices would fall more across the national averages. Depending on where you live, real estate is a location, location, location kind of game. I'm not into regional banks. Uh, 20 years ago, I liked banks a lot more than I do today. I think the internet has changed the banking world, except for companies like Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, where it's too easy to get into banking and it's too easy to quit your bank. So it's an area that I don't invest in. My favorite economist this year was a guy named John, Jan Hatzus. I'll spell that for you. Jan, J-A-N. Hatzus, H-A-T-Z-I-U-S. He's the chief economist at Goldman Sachs. I think he did the nicest job of saying soft landing. When 65% of his peers were saying recession, he was saying, no, I only see a 35% chance of recession. Looking ahead in 2024, because I liked his calls in 2023, he sees GDP growth at 2.1%, which is very, very tame. We tend to like to grow between 2 and 4%. So at 2.1, U.S. doesn't look great. It looks better than dead. It looks warm, but it ain't cooking. He now sees a recession at 15% odds, so his numbers are going down. He thinks disposable income is growing at a solid pace. He thinks the biggest drag from higher interest rates is now behind us. He thinks inflation is lower. The Fed could deliver insurance cuts if an unanticipated growth shock were to occur. Another economist that I liked this year, Ellen Zentner, Z-E-N-T-E-R. You can add that to your Google alert. She works at Morgan Stanley. I feel that she's been more right than wrong. Tom Lee wins this year for my strategist call. He said the SP 500 had a stellar year and all through the year, he's been bullish. And he's still bullish. He had a year end high price target of 47.50 on the SP 500, the highest on wall street. He, his Pollyanna perpetual bullish view was spot on this year. He's been the most accurate. He sees next year the SP 500 rising another 13%. He thinks the Fed could slash rates by as much as 2%. He says the Fed is no longer fighting the inflation war. It's like Rambo. The war is still going on. Not the inflation war, Rambo. So says Tom Lee. He's shifting towards managing the business cycle he thinks the Fed will need to do. Huge change. Huge positive for equities. There was another strategist that I think is worthy of mentioning, a guy named Barry Bannister. Not Bruce Bannister, not the Incredible Hulk. Probably his brother, Barry. Don't you hate it when parents name kids in the same letters? Phonetically. Like if I were to name my kid Bobby Black or Burt Black or Butch Black. I hate that. But Barry Bannister and his brother Bruce Bannister, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, Bannister came into the year with a $4,300 price target for the markets. 
he was slightly early because he was calling for it halfway through the year. Um, he called the timing and the play out of the markets really, really well. Anna Wong, chief economist at Bloomberg, she called the Fed raising rates to 5% or higher. So in the housing market, James Egan, he works at Morgan Stanley. Heading into 2023, the wide thought was that forecasters saw the decline in home prices that began in June 2022 to continue. But the trend reversed this year, and for the last four or five months, we've seen prices edge slightly higher. So James Egan didn't see a significant drawdown. He saw a lower push, lower, but ultimately it would stop there, and it did. He thinks people have been in their homes a little bit longer than they might have wanted to be given this lock-in effect. When you combine that with our view that mortgage rates will come down in 2024, we think that will engender a little bit more listings volume. So he's kind of okay. He sees home prices falling by 3% this year. He thinks falling rates will slightly boost supply by encouraging homeowners who have been de disincentivized every now and then i see a word like incentivized i'm like is it de-incentivized or disincentivized disincentivized and again it's that visual putting two and two together with a little bit of um, spatial dyslexia um bobby mullins he's director of internet equity at gordon haskett he um talks about redfin and open door and how the stocks have lost 68 percent and 55 percent he basically had those going lower. For 2024, he's got a high conviction call as a buy rating on Expedia. I like Expedia as well. For my last broadcast this year, I'm going to go over some stocks that I really think could be in your portfolio, not should be. You need to decide that on your own. You need to consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned. But on over the weekend, I'm basically recording four shows for the 26th, 27th, 28th, and 29th. The fourth one would be the stocks that I like and why. But they won't, and they will be broadcast on air. But the podcast is available at Rob Black Show, where you get Spotify or Apple iTunes or Google. Also, I post all my podcasts on YouTube under the channel Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. So give a listen over the holidays, and I'm going to give you four shows that are strategically oriented. That was a word I think President Bush invented. And I always liked it. Strategery should be a word. Anyway, um, those are some of the strategists that I liked in 2023 that are making calls in 2024. Seeing right now the markets are moving higher. Um, we are in a bit of a melt up as rate cut hopes persist. That should not be your only reason for buying stocks. What I love about this period of time is that for the better part of the last two to three years, the 401k has underperformed because it has exposure to the Russell 2000, the S&P mid-cap 400, and international equities. Probably makes up 50 to 55% of my portfolio. Um, whereas my... S&P 500 and my growth stocks did great. But the mid-caps, small-caps, and international underperformed. In the last month, I've seen my 401k surge percentage-wise more than my 
S&P 500 and growth stocks as a percentage. With that said, it all works together in the long run, in my opinion. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. All four major indices are higher today than the Russell, the NASDAQ, the Dow, and the S&P with the Russell leading the way. robblackshow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. One of the reasons I recommend working with a financial planner is new year, new tax laws. The new year is less than two weeks away, and every year brings tax changes. 17 states in the District of Columbia have an inheritance tax that's changing. There are only five shopping days left until Christmas. If you still haven't hunted down your Christmas tree, it's time to stop procrastinating. Tax laws, huh? It affects your contributions to the IRAs, your employer-sponsored plans, and in this case, inheritances. Um, I highly recommend working with a CFP if you have $500,000 or more. Um, I do, and this is only in the last two years, three years. Um, I let my CFP at EP Wealth handle my taxes, my tax efficiencies, my high school funding and college funding potential for my children. Um, I told you that my kids got surface dyslexia like I do, which is tied towards spatial images. Um, and because of that, he benefits from a smaller schoolroom. My parents didn't know that. Um, they didn't, they kept me in public and I struggled. Now, eventually you learn enough ways to hide it that you, you compensate by getting better at math. You compensate it by learning tricks. I can multiply three sets of numbers quickly. It's a weird carnival trick, but I learned it as a kid. Um, so if you give me three sets of three-digit numbers, I can do it almost instantaneously for you. Um, different states having different estate planning and inheritances kind of freaks me out because, you know, where is the federal estate tax? How much can you inherit it? Are you worth more than twelve point nine two million in twenty twenty three? That figure rises to thirteen point six million in twenty twenty four. That's part of what my life is. Is is I've created wealth, and I want to pass it on to my children. I've set up a trust through my financial planner at EP. My trust has very specific terms that ultimately my kids don't get money until they're twenty five. 35 and 45. If I decide to fund them in college, it's up to me and my spouse. Um, there's a situation where they get a chunk at eight at 25, they get a chunk at 35, they get a chunk at 45. And to me, that's literally like buying a house at 25, having a kid at 35 and taking your foot off the gas at 45. Those are life events for me. On top of it, I've set up a situation where they have to give away a set amount of money every year to charity. Outside of what they get, they have to come together as brothers and make a decision, hopefully on a community level. Um, I would rather them help clean up schools and help clean up parks or dog parks versus trying to, I don't know, cure brain cancer. A noble effort for sure. 
and whatever is important to them is going to be important to them. But I want them to get together and argue twice a year. Why do you say twice a year? I want them to give away half of the chunk per year to the charity that they choose between them on my birthday and half of the chunk on their, their mother's birthday. Just so that they kind of long after we're gone, they're able to say, look what we were able to do as a family. I want them to get along. I've got four older brothers and a younger sister and I'll see my younger sister for the holidays, but the rest of us have grown apart. And one of them, I don't even know. I was told five years ago that he's got a type of cancer type of leukemia. And I was like, really? I didn't know that. And he had already had over five years. Like there's not a lot of communication between me and this black sheep of the family. Um, and I hate that. So um, that's why I work with the CFP. Just throwing it down there for you. Um, other stories of note today. I have to be careful what I say, because some of the stuff is going to be things that I invest in. Um, Alphabet's litigation woes are growing, but investors are mostly shrugging it off for now. Google parent Alphabet is in the headlines for negative litigation event this week, tied towards a $700 million uh, antitrust case brought about on it for its Google Play platform. Essentially, the settlement comes on the heels of a landmark victory of Fortnite maker Epic Games, which sued Google for anti-competitive practices related to the fees that Google charges app developers to access Google Play. What's interesting is Epic sued Apple as well in 2021, and Apple won the suit largely. Google lost the suit. Why? Because Google writes stuff down. It's a weird piece of legal advice. If you're going to talk about how great you are and how anti-competitive your behavior is, don't write it down. Um, Google advertising accounted for over 80% of total revenue. Investors don't seem to be concerned about the Google Play Store because they're looking at that advertising angle. Google has vowed to appeal the decision, but if unsuccessful, the loss to Epic Games could have even more significant implications than the $700 million settlement that was disclosed. If the judge in the Epic Games comes down hard on Google, the company could be forced to make even greater changes to its Play Store. Litigation developments are generating plenty of negative headlines for Google, but yet from an analyst standpoint, and I'm not an analyst, it doesn't seem to have any effect on the company's financials or fundamentals, at least not yet. Throwing that down there for you, negative headlines could be buying opportunities. You need to decide which, how far you go with that statement. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Anything you want to talk about, drop an email. Uh, coming up, I'm going to have my end-of-the-year review of some of my favorite types of stocks. Um, companies that typically have high total addressable markets and or competitive edges in business. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Of note, I end with we are in rally mode. Lift stock is trading lower as insiders are selling. My advice there is in a John Hughes movie, you should always look for the cheerleader sister for the guy to fall in love with and not the cheerleader. In the real world of investing, go with the cheerleader. Lyft is the second best to Uber. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.